Hi, this is Dale Josie, and welcome to episode three of Aging with Grace, 55 plus. And this special edition, sponsored by Kentucky AARP, is going to be solely focused on relief efforts from the AARP Foundation, which has provided $1 million in disaster relief efforts in Western Kentucky. Two weeks before Christmas, December of 2021, an EF3 tornado ripped through over 200 miles in Western Kentucky, taking lives, destroying businesses and communities over 200 miles in that area. Some people have said it looks like a war zone with absolutely no buildings standing, places of worship destroyed, structures just completely removed, as which are normally touchstones for the comfort of daily routine, all gone. And of course, some lives taken as well. One building I was reading that was erected in 1922, constructed by a former judge in Western Kentucky, was completely destroyed with artifacts being found 200, actually 300 miles away in Cincinnati. So as part of this special edition, we're going to focus on parts of the $1 million, $50,000 that has been donated to the Bowling Green area. And we'll hear from Ms. Carla Brown, Executive Director of Community Action of Southern Kentucky Bowling Green. $50,000 was also donated to the Penny Ryle Area Development District. And we'll hear from Jill Collins, Director of the Penny Ryle Area Agency on Aging and Dependent Living. And then also reflecting on this generous donation from the AARP Foundation, we'll also hear from Charlotte Whitaker, who's president of the board for Kentucky AARP. And as we go to our guests, and I'll share this information also on the at the conclusion of the special edition, more information can be found at P-E-A-D-D, that's Penny Ryle Area Development District.org, and also C-A-S-O-K-Y.org, that's Community Action of Southern Kentucky Bowling Green. And now, without further delay, let's hear from our guests sharing information on how people in the affected disaster zones can access funds being provided by AARP Foundation. As we listen to this segment of uh, Aging with Grace, we're going to be talking about an incredible donation from the AARP Foundation to Western Kentucky. Because you see, this donation is much needed given that on Saturday night, December the 11th, Five tornadoes ripped through Kentucky, tore through 200 miles in multiple states. While Kentucky may have suffered the most extensive damage, at least 50 tornadoes were reported in seven other states over the same weekend. This devastating storm, exactly two weeks before Christmas, originated in Arkansas, according to the Kentucky Division of Emergency Management. And it touched down in Missouri and Tennessee before making its way into the bluegrass state where it ripped through the western half of the state before finally weakening in central Kentucky. The devastation has been absolutely has been incredible to see. Many of you have seen uh, aerial videos, as I have, of uh, 
of a uh, candle factory in Mayfield, Kentucky that was destroyed. And I thought before we get more farther into this, we would talk not only about the devastation, but we'd also talk about hope. We would talk about donations that are pouring into the area, one of which is a $50,000 donation from AARP Foundation to Community Action of Southern, Indi- Southern Kentucky Bowling Green. I thought right now we would kind of talk to you about uh, this donation and the best person to kind of share it from that perspective of the agency is Carla Brown, who is executive executive director of Community Action of Southern Kentucky Bowling Green. Carla, welcome to Aging with Grace. How are you? I'm fine. And you? I am well. I am well. And I thought uh, in this episode of Aging with Grace, you know, we would talk a little bit about your area where you live. Uh, you were there on December the 11th when this tornado tore through Bowling Green. I am. Uh, can I first say thank you, a huge thank you to AARP for their generous donation. And um, as you stated uh, a few minutes ago, we will discuss how we plan to use those funds. But I just want to get that out um, before we get in, in depth uh, in our conversation. Um, but the night of the tornado, um, I had just went to sleep uh, and my granddaughter woke me up uh, when she came home late. Um, but it was um, it was scary. Um, mm. The first time that I had, you know, I've heard uh, about tornadoes and the damage that they do. And and we've we've had a tornado, um, I think, around 94. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't really see any the destruction that we've seen this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it, it passed right over my house. Oh, um, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, we heard the weather alerts go off on our phones. So I uh, woke my husband up and, and we uh, took shelter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next morning, just not realizing the destruction of the storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, uh, we lost our power uh, and I had a cousin that invited me over for breakfast and, you know, get a shower and everything. Um, And we were going to pick up another cousin that lost power and just going through what they call ground zero um, Mm -hmm. brought me to tears. Oh, I can Um, imagine because you're talking about an EF3 tornado mm -hmm. with wind speeds between 136 and 165 miles per hour, which means it did bring you to tears because of the massive destruction. And even now, passing the the sites um, that were hit the hardest, uh, I passed by those areas, and it's like, what was there? Mm. I mean, just level things to the ground. Um, and I, it's there are houses I see houses now that I never knew were there because of the trees that the tornado just wiped out. So, um, you wow. know, I see things that that. I've never seen uh, or haven't seen in a long time. And at the same time, there's things that were were on that corner that are no longer there. Houses that have been, um, you know, mowed down completely. You know, it's interesting you say that because, um, and and by the way, for our listeners, uh, this edition of of Aging with Grace, one of our sponsors in full can- candor is uh, Kentucky AARP, to which we're t- which we're grateful for this monthly series. Um, 
Carla, when you talk about not knowing what was there, I, I think our governor, Governor Andy Bashir, said <laughs> it best. He said, you go door to door to check on people and see if they're okay, only if there are no doors. Yes. Yes. That's that's brutal. It is. I'm sure you know, you know that two weeks later, we had another tornado to come through. Um, yes. So our other counties that have been affected are Hart County and um, maybe Edmondson County. But we do have another county, other counties within our service areas that have been affected by these two tornadoes. And you say two weeks later was a second tornado? Yes. On New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Just, <laughs> I mean, those are those are cherished times of the year. And it's just so sad that so many people had devastation and some loss. I guess what 50 lives or 50 lives were taken. Claimed. I think total. Um yes. the the most heartbreaking loss here loss here in Bowling Green was a family of seven. Oh. Uh, the whole family ages from I think two to a grandmother that lived in the house, Mm -hmm. Um, they were all killed in the tornado. Wow. Mm -hmm. So sad. But the good news is that I hate to be that. I don't want to seem callous, you know, with you saying about these families dying and people perishing. But let's just say in spite of all of that, um, we have this this donation of $50,000 from the AARP Foundation um, how do you see that money being used, Carla? And what's the process for folks who are in the area who want to access those funds? So um, people are in need of every anything and everything, you know, whether it's replacing uh, refrigerated items that were lost because of power outages. Um, some people, again, lost everything. Um, so we just want to be able to help as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that we're, we we plan to do is give out gift cards um, that can just supplement their loss. Um, we will have a, you know, just a, a short intake form for people to fill out just so that we can track um, and follow up as needed. Uh, and if we get any other donations and we're able to help, um, we can do that. But we'll have a short intake form and then they'll just let us know how um, how they plan to use it, uh, whether it is a uh, it may be a um, not down payment, but your insurance when you have to pay the oh, deductible deductible. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so it may, you know. <laughs> Maybe the, these funds can be used towards a deductible for to replace a roof. Uh, again, it may be used to stock up your freezer um, where you lost food. Um, we also have, um, you know, we have systems in place to pay electric bills. Um, so um, things, you know, the inflation has happened yes, over yes. These, these. So if they need assistance with um, their utility bills, um, uh, even trash, mm-hmm. you know, we, we can um, work with our vendors to help assist with bills as well. Carla, thank you so much for sharing your time and uh, carry on the good fight down there in Bowling in, in Western Kentucky. 
Uh, we appreciate what you're doing, and I look forward to checking in with you again down the road. Thank you so much, and I look forward to sharing um, some stories with you from our survivors. Uh, so thank you so much, and Excellent. thanks again, AARP. Absolutely. Thanks again to AARP Foundation. I cut you off for the $50,000 grant. I apologize for that. And listeners, I uh, hope you've enjoyed listening to as much as I have in interviewing Carla Brown. She's the executive director of Community Foundation of Southern Kentucky Bowling Green. We look forward to having her back in the near future on Aging with Grace. In this segment of Aging with Grace, we are joined by two guests, Charlotte Whitaker, who is the president of Kentucky AARP, and Jill Collins, who is director of the Penny Ryle Area Aging Agency on Aging and Independent Living. We're discussing the uh, $50,000 grant from the AARP Foundation for relief efforts now underway in Western Kentucky following a tornado exactly two weeks before Christmas 2021. According to the Kentucky Division of Emergency Management, the EF3 tornado was on the ground for 227 miles from Arkansas through Arkansas, Missouri, and Tennessee before making its way into the bluegrass state where it destroyed multiple communities in the western half of Kentucky. I'd like to say welcome uh, to Aging with Grace. Jill, are you there? Yes. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And Charlotte, are you there? I am. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, guys. And listen, when uh, we're talking about this horrific storm, um, I, I gather um, both of you have, uh, uh, let me start over. This storm was very devastating. And have you guys toured the devastated areas? And if so, what did you see? Jill, you want to start first, then we'll go to Charlotte. Um, yes, I have toured some of the impacted area. Those uh, areas that I toured included the Dawson Springs area in Hopkins County. And that was in January. I think it was on January the 4th mm-hmm. when I did the tour. And that was with Charlotte Whitaker mm-hmm. and with Congressman James Comer. Mm-hmm. He uh, joined us and we, we did a tour and we actually met with three different older adults who had been impacted by the tornado. Mm-hmm. And when you mentioned Dawson Springs, uh, one of the news stories said that it was uh, 75% of the town was destroyed. That had to be very heartbreaking to see that, Charlotte. It it was. Um, it's such a close-knit community as well. But, you know, um, it's all about the people and how we can enhance their quality of life after they've gone through this terrible, terrible tragedy in there. You know, so many of them have lost everything. We had four counties Mm -hmm. that had an impact from the storm. That included Christian, Hopkins, Muhlenberg, and Caldwell. Mm -hmm. um, I think the devastating thing about this, I shared this also, this observation with Carla Brown a few minutes ago, um, is uh, that she's Carla's executive director of the Community Action of Southern Kentucky Bowling Green, I can't imagine when your house is gone, your business is gone, your church is gone. You know, those, those things that kind of we that we all pivot around that kind of anchor our lives, if they are gone, that just has to just absolutely gut a community. 
Yes. Um, you know, we, we knew that the devastation was, you know, was really bad. But once I had the opportunity to, to visit in Dawson Springs and meet with the individuals who, as Charlotte was saying, they lost everything. Mm-hmm. One of the older adults we met with that day, she lost lost her home. She lost her clothes, her medicine. Everything that she owned was gone. And during our conversation, she made the comment that she hoped some of her family photos might blow up in someone's yard, that the wind would just bring them into someone's yard, and that somehow those family photos might make their way back to her. Mm. Um, she had lost a son about a year ago and was talking how she no longer had any photographs of her son. And so just, you know, simple things that we probably take for granted, mm-hmm. uh, such as family photo albums. And, you know, she didn't have any, any of those um, things left. And well, so that that really, uh, I think, was an eye-opener for me in my discussions with her. Charlotte, as president of the Kentucky AARP, what are your thoughts uh, about the generosity of this $50,000 grant from the AARP Foundation? And what is uh, what do you see as the impact of that grant? Well, I actually found out it had been approved right before Christmas, and uh, I went out to our our shelter here and our uh, distribution center and shared the news, just shared that, you know, what a wonderful Christmas present for me to know that we're going to be able to help people across Mm -hmm. West Kentucky in so many different ways. The the impact will be huge, as Jill uh, well knows, uh, as far as as the, the money that's coming into their ad. But but also, uh, you know, 100000 is going to legal services. And I can't imagine uh, all the legal issues there's going to be with cars missing and not paid for and housing. And so we just, uh, we're, I am just so honored to be, to represent Kentucky and, and to know that our, our friends in Washington have, have, listen to us because on Monday after the storm on Friday night, I was on the phone calling people I thought within the agency that could help us. And especially the Louisville staff, they just stepped to the plate. And, you know, I kind of thought, well, 100000 would be wonderful, but never once did I imagine it was going to be a total of a million dollars. So um, uh, I'm sorry. Can we clarify that? Because I was told it was fifty thousand. So is it more than fifty thousand from the foundation? I'm looking at the yeah. press release. Go ahead, dear. Well, well, the press release hasn't come out yet. It will hopefully be next week. Jill's agency got fifty thousand. That's probably what we're talking about today. But yeah. there are nine others are getting money as well. All nonprofits that will. Touch well, that's excellent. So it's a total of one million dollars. Then correct? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, I was just looking at a letter here from the foundation, and it mentions the 50000 uh, but I did not realize uh, that it was even greater than that. That's huge. It That's is awesome. It, to my knowledge, um, you know, we've never gotten anything like this for Kentucky. But again, we have never had 
a natural disaster like this before either, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I think when the president came and our congressman got so involved, you know, that Washington realized that they needed to help us, you know, and, and I'm so thankful they did. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. That is absolutely awesome and very magnanimous of the, uh, of the uh, foundation to donate that much money to Western Kentucky. Um, how do people apply for disaster relief? Can they use smart devices or do they have to appear in public? How does that work, Jill, the process of uh, applications? Well, we are still putting together our process for those applications. We, we probably will not have anything that can be done over a smart device. I think most everything will be uh, funneled through our Aging and Disability Resource Center or through our 1-800 number. Mm -hmm. We do plan to have staff from our agency on site in these impacted areas and have dates and times announced that will be available to meet with individuals who need to apply. Mm -hmm. We're planning to, to kind of approach this with a a tiered approach, maybe with a, a tier one, tier two, tier three. We're we're thinking we're going to start with our clients that we directly serve through our case management programs, reach out to our sub-providers with clients that they have that have been impacted, and of course, the general population. But we are currently working to put together the application process, and once the media announcement is made and released, then our agency will, will follow through with further announcements and sharing the um, opportunity for individuals to apply for assistance through our social media platforms as well. Mm-hmm. So, you gotta, and by the way, for our listeners in this segment of uh, Aging with Grace, sponsored by Kentucky AARP, we have the pleasure of speaking with Jill Collins. She's the director of the Penny Ryle Area Agency on Aging and Independent Living and also with Charlotte Whitaker, who's president of the AARP Kentucky. Um, In this conversation, guys, um, if someone is looking for funding, can you, Jill, kind of hammer home again that tier one, tier two, tier three process that you're kind of, you said something you guys are going to be working on, um, but how would someone actually go about applying for that? And how long will it be before they actually get the funds, uh, receive the funds, would you say? We're, we're hoping that the process will be a very quick turnaround. We're working to develop a, a, a one-page application so that we can verify name, age, birthday. We are going to target individuals that are 50 years of age and over. And we want to verify their address and that they, you know, are living in one of the impacted counties in our area. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we also want to look at identifying their need. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the needs are going to be very great. I think they're going to be very um, diverse. I think it's going to vary from individual to individual. Mm-hmm. We're going to be able to use the funds to help with, you know, basic immediate needs, such as maybe gas, food. We're going to look at, you know, helping to replace personal items with clothing, appliances, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. We also want to be able to assist individuals with possible rental assistance or maybe down payments or deposits for for housing. Housing is an issue. I can imagine. I can imagine. Because FEMA's in in the area. FEMA's there, right? 
Uh, yes, yes. Um, the the governor was here a couple of weeks ago and handed over the keys to the first set of trailers that have been brought in, kind of um, temporary housing for individuals, but housing is a great need. So Jill, uh, can you give us some contact information for how people either now or in the future can access these much needed resources through the Penny Ryle uh, Area Development District? Yes, they can contact our agency at 270-886-9484. They can also reach us through our Aging and Disability Resource Center, and that number is 866-844-4396. And then information will also be available on our website at www.peadd.org. Peadd.org. And you say uh, once the press releases are announced and sent out, that's when all of that information will be on your website, correct? Yes. Very good. Um, Charlotte, a uh, couple of questions for, for you in closing. Uh, the first one is um, there is a lot of debris in that area. And I think I hear you mentioned a minute ago that the Amish community is going to be helping to clear uh, storm debris. <clears throat> they will be in the county again. Uh, the 14th, Valentine's Day. What an appropriate day to share <laughs> across Ohio County. Um, they have built a barn already. They built it in one day, actually, uh, for a local uh, veterinarian who lost his house and at least one barn, maybe more. No animals were lost. So they have they have helped him out there. And um, I'm, I'm not sure what their task will be Monday. Yes, they're... Um, uh, there's just debris scattered for miles and miles. We have a farm uh, about 35 miles from here, and we were there a couple of weeks ago. And you know, there's tin in the in the uh, trees. You know, and you can look out over the farmland and see, you know, just stuff out there. Yeah. That all these in this area will have to 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 uh, clear their land before they can even start um, farming this year. So for the, the Area Development District, we have other departments in our agency that are providing assistance as well. Our Workforce Development Program is providing some assistance with staged assistance centers in Dawson and Mayfield to assist with employment issues, direct those individuals to the right resources if they've lost their jobs as a result of the tornado. Our community and economic development staff, they're assisting the cities and counties with applying for grants, they can help with uh, planning and zoning questions through our GIS department. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the Area Agency on Aging, we have developed an online resource directory that we started Excellent. on the Monday Excellent. morning that we came to work after the tornado, and that is on our website. And so we try to add to that as we become aware of, you know, new resources that are available. But, but we have put together a quite extensive resource directory that is available to the public. And then, of course, with the donations from AARP, those are going to be made available. And then we've also been receiving assistance from other agencies, gift cards, mm -hmm. donations, um, shelf-stable meals from Meals on Wheels of America Excellent. that uh, have we've started distribution with those. So, I, I can't you know, speak specifically to other agencies' mm -hmm. uh, response, but, but I do know there are a lot of agencies on site there ready to help. 
I have to also comment on the sadness of our of our, this period in time where you also, unfortunately, you have con artists, you have grifters coming to the area. So you also have to validate that they indeed do live there. I just can't imagine someone profiting off the misery of other people. So you also have to take time to be judicious in making sure those applications are indeed uh, uh, accurate and, and sincere. We did have a, a couple of situations just immediately after the tornado hit, some phone calls that came through from, from some older adults in our service area that they were afraid to leave their home to go you know, apply for assistance or to go to um, the, they, in Dawson Springs, they had some different areas set up with food and water and clothing. They were just afraid to leave because they were afraid that what they had left may get stolen while they were oh, gone. Oh. I do think they're, um, I don't know that that's a concern now, but they, they were just worried. They just lost almost everything they had and they were afraid that if they left, then someone may take what what little they had left of their house. Well, that breaks my heart, uh, but I'm also uh, feel very gracious, uh, feel very uh, satisfied speaking with Charlotte and also with you, Jill, to understand that people in that area are responding, that they're, they're opening up their homes, they're opening up their hearts. And at the end of the day, that is truly the definition of community. It's not about the, the, the structures, but it's about our relationships. And it sounds like those relationships are strong in Western Kentucky. I appreciate both of your time. Yes, that you know, there's so many businesses, churches, individuals within our area that have opened up their homes, their their buildings. We've had donations come in from other states. We've just had uh, such a generous showing of of individuals that that want to help, and and you know they're, they're just showing up and making themselves available. Excellent. To our listeners, I hope you've enjoyed uh, these, this interview discussing the devastation in Western Kentucky and the $50,000 grant, mil, or million dollars grant monies that, have been, that are going to be distributed in that area, courtesy of the AARP Foundation. Uh, my guests for this segment have been Jill Collins. She's the director of the Penny Ryle Area Agency on Aging and Independent Living. And you've also heard from Charlotte Whitaker who's president of Kentucky AARP. Thank you both for your time. And I'll check in in the future for an update, which is the same thing I promised Carla Brown we would do. because so I think this is an ongoing story in Kentucky and I'm, I love to be part of uh, sharing it with our listeners of Aging with Grace. Thank you so much for your time and have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you for listening and trust you have enjoyed this discussion of relief efforts underway in Western Kentucky, thanks in part to the generous donation of $1 million from the AARP Foundation. It's just so hard to imagine substantive structures that may take days for a wrecking ball or bulldozers to tear down, that those same structures can be ripped apart in seconds by an EF3 tornado with wind speeds of 136 to 165 miles per hour. So many lives taken, so many touchstones defined as houses of worship, stores where people shop, businesses where they work, all are simply wiped out by a natural disaster. Despite the destruction of physical buildings, 
it was rewarding to hear and read stories of neighbors helping neighbors, which is quintessential part of the indomitable American spirit. Against this backdrop of despair, we remain grateful for the $1 million donation from the AARP Foundation to numerous relief agencies in the affected areas. For more information about both agencies featured in this episode, both agencies receiving $50,000 each, please visit their websites. That's P-E-A-D-D dot O-R-G, which is for the Penny Ryle Area Development District, or you can also call them. That number is one 844 They can also be reached at 1-270-886-9484. Or if you are also in the service area, cover it by the Community Action of Southern Kentucky Bowling Green, please visit their website. That's C-A-S-O-K-Y dot O-R-G. Or you can also call them at 1-270-782-3162. This has been your host, Dale Josie. And please join me again next month when we resume a regular edition of Aging with Grace 55 Plus, sponsored by Kentucky AARP, DPL Financial Services, and Today's Transitions Magazine.